0: Okay, are we set? All right. Four, three, two, one. Father Dave, how are you doing?
1: There he is, Costa. What's going on, buddy?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I think we're starting to get to a little bit of a flow here, starting to get out some podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Pe- we're actually doing our job. People are complaining, though. They liked it better when there were no podcasts. <laughs> they were getting their money's worth that way. Absolutely. <laughs> so this is... Um, the, the, for in you're hearing this after the Super Bowl, but we're recording it before the Super Bowl, so we thought it would be fun if we just predict predicted the end of it. We just you know, want to
1: see who's a better Nostradamus.
0: Yeah, you know who's closer to it. Um, so, here, so how'd
1: you like the game?
0: it was awesome. <laughs> Halftime show, fantastic. <laughs> the ads, top notch.
1: <laughs> we might have to edit
0: this out. <laughs> Can you imagine the halftime show something happens? So, um, What's your prediction? Like Mr. T. Payne. I I think (laughs) from the little bit I know is I think the the Rams are going to win. Oh. I think Burrow is going to have a furious comeback, um, but he's going to get picked off with about 10 seconds left. And um, the L.A. is going to fall on the ball and the game is going to expire. He was coming down for the winning. It's going to be a touchdown or field goal. He was coming down to put them in, in field goal range.
1: I, I love how you <laughs> – I, I asked for a score and you're giving me play by play yeah. for something that hasn't happened yet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we just want to see if we're right.
1: So what's going to be the final score?
0: 20, 28-25. 28 25. Yeah. I know. Is 25 mathematically possible? 28 is. Yeah,
1: yeah 20. you can get a 25. Okay. That's oh, what yeah. it's going to be. It's With going to be 28. The Twenty-five we'll extra points. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it's every, everything's possible now. Yeah. You throw a safety in the mix at any yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, okay. All things are possible.
0: There's the final score, folks.
1: So the Rams will win 28 25. 25. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Joe Burrow will be picked off
0: the final, the final play the final to end his Cinderella season. Of the game. But people still are going to love Joe. Because he's like, they shouldn't even been here. So Joe will be fine. I'm not worried about Joe.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. What are you thinking? What am I thinking? Okay. I'm thinking I'm going to go for it. Let's just go for it, right?
0: hmm
1: I'm going to go for a 42-38 final. Okay. Okay. Who? I think the Rams will win. Okay. And I think Joe Burrow is going to get hit a lot of times in this game.
0: Well, there's no O-line.
1: No. Right. Yeah. But I think it'll be one of these moments where they're, they'll score, they'll get it to 38, mm-hmm. and then they'll try to get the onside kick. Oh. And it won't happen. Okay. And the, the Rams will dance.
0: All right. So the Rams will recover the onside kick. And the
1: Rams will recover okay. the onside kick. All right. 42,
0: so I'm saying an interception, you're saying falling on the onside kick.
1: Yeah. Let's – I mean, like, what the heck? Let's go for it. I'm, I want a big game anyway, so mm-hmm. – we're in fantasy land right now, as it is.
0: <laughs> we got nothing to lose, <laughs> and nobody's listening anyway. Isn't, so,
1: isn't it? Isn't it? The spread right now is like and we were talking about this the other day. Yeah, but what is the spread? Is I it think seven? The spread is seven right is now. Seven for the Rams. Given seven away. Yeah. yeah, but like you can't do, you can't listen to any sporting event right now on any sports station without
0: the possibility of dropping a bet down. It's it's it seems like it's happened overnight. It's like you get so bombarded. With and and just here in New York, it just became legal in New York like a month ago, something right. like that, in the middle of yeah. January. And it it just it's um, exponentially more than than it was. It kind of gets tiring. The, do you like the ads? The ads are terrible. That's yeah, my opinion. I never really pay. I never. I try. I don't really pay attention
1: to it because I don't really, you know, yeah. I don't really have a, you know, uh,
0: interest. Well, it's they, ha- they the have camp. a lot of ex-athletes and actors doing it, so right. you know they're getting top dollar, and you know these betting houses are getting oh, top my dollar. Oh, goodness. And, and my everybody's
1: thought- got their guy that they listen to for spreads, yep. and uh, yeah, what's, the, what's
0: happening? Can I tell you my thought? What is your thought? If the betting houses, just like Vegas, are getting ridiculous amounts of money, it means they're winning. And if they're winning, it means yeah. I'm not winning. So exactly. I'm just keeping my money in my pocket.
1: Exactly. Work too hard for that. Yes. <laughs> I remember when I was working. Uh <laughs> so when, funny. When I, when I, was actually, I know what you mean. When I was but... actually working. Yeah. Before I <laughs> Earning like, a paycheck. When I, when I lived in the normal world. Right, right, right.
0: <laughs> you do work earning now a... as much as I tell people you don't. Well,
1: earning a paycheck <laughs> yes. for manual labor. How's that? I know exactly what you meant. Because yeah. I don't know if I earn the paycheck that I get. from this place.
0: (laughs) I'm feeling generous today. I'll say you are. (laughs) And I remember
1: one day uh, I had the opportunity to... There was some kind of bet thing going on. I I forget what it was. And I remember I I must have put like $100 down or or I played some kind of slot machine or Mm -hmm. something like that. And I, I remember it going in about a minute. And I said... I worked really hard for that hundred dollars,
0: and it's gone. And it's
1: gone. Yep. I'll never do this again.
0: <laughs> did you do it again? Um, no, never did. Okay, <laughs> never I never, did. I've actually never. I've never been to a casino. I only went once. Yeah, yeah, only went once. Um, I kind of do want to go just to see it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's honestly for me. It mm-hmm. was like okay. I was yeah. with my. Buddies, and it was it. a nice time. We had a good meal. That's all I cared about. <laughs> I just wanted the steak, <laughs> but I the steak ended up being like hundred and fifty dollars because of the money, because of the money oh, I lost So and scene, a loser
0: <laughs> <laughs> story of my life. We are um, continuing what we what we had said if you had listened last week. That we're going to look at the um, yeah.
1: attentively last week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unlike us, we're going to look at the um, the Sunday readings and w- with the thought of, of trying to be to helpful um, in, in interpreting those readings, giving you a little bit background for how the readings w- were written. You yeah, know, uh, some of the historical mm-hmm. background and obviously some of the, the theological uh, notes on them as well. And so we're going to continue that as we move into week seven, the second to last week, weekend before Lent. Before we start Lent. Yeah. 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 Um, and do, were you thinking we'll start with St. Paul? St. Paul had the second hmm. reading last week. We, we didn't comment on him. We were talking about some other things. Um, but it's the, same, it's the same thing. It's written, uh, St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians. It's been like that uh, for the past two weeks. And one of the, 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 the realities of, of those letters, um, and naturally and comes the most famous of all Paul's letters, probably is, you know, love is patient, love is kind, Right, that one, yeah. and that's I believe from the second first, letter of Paul. Yeah, oh, first, yeah. first, First Corinthians. First Corinthians. Um, but the yeah, uh, the sure. what, what's important to know there is Corinth was a like a trading center, so there's a lot of influence. When you think of any big city where there's a lot of different influences coming in and, and coming out, um, Paul was at his um, at wit's end sometimes trying to keep the Christians in line because there were so many outside influences for us that. For outside influences, all we need to do is go on social media. That's pretty common. But sure. then it would be a little bit different. you yeah. know. So a lot of his writings in these letters, he's really uh, – because he loves these people and wants to you know, stay on the straight and narrow. I, I'm giving you – Jesus, I'm giving you the path to happiness. Just stay with me on this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, i, I like to think about Corinth as – I don't know how big it was, but as far as we we're talking about influences, just think about New York City. Yep. People coming and going. That's a great example, flying yeah. Flying in, kind of, you know, coming in by, uh, you know, cruise liners or whatever, or traveling in, mm-hmm. and you're getting all these different cultural themes and uh, ideologies and, you know— uh, And thoughts. it's a great beauty to that. There is a beauty to it.
0: But but it can have—you know, if we let it go, it can have a negative effect as well.
1: Sure, if it, if it's deterring us from right. the truth. Yep. Sure. So what we, uh, what we intended as we kind of— uh, you know we're meditating on the scriptures uh, today, where we're going to start with the uh, the second reading, which is the first letter to Saint Paul to the Corinthians. And we believe that the gospel really takes you know a, a, a building block and puts it right on top of uh, Paul's letter and the first reading of Samuel, Uh, The story that we encounter about King David is an example of what Paul is uh, theologically explaining and what Jesus is articulating of how to live our life. We get it in an example of King David.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so we're going to read – we might end up reading both to you. Would you like to start with the uh, – Paul's letter? To the Corinthians? Sure.
0: Yep. So there's a reading from the first letter of St. Paul to, to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, the last Adam, a life-giving spirit. But the spiritual was not the first, rather the natural and then the spiritual. The first man was from earth, earthly, the second man from heaven. As was the earthly one, so also are the earthly. And as is the heavenly one, so also are the heavenly. Just as we have borne the image of the earthly one, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly one. The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: That's, that's for Paul, one of the less cumbersome translations.
1: <laughs> exactly. Right?
0: The biblical scholars do a great job because all of Paul would have been written in Greek, still having a very heavy Greek influence from Alexander the Great. And, and sometimes the translation Paul gets really I'm not saying Paul's confusing, but sometimes the translations, uh, there's so many commas and clauses. I've I've read it many times at Mass, and in the middle of it, I'll get lost. Like, oh, yeah. Where am I in a sentence? Sometimes it's just a
1: a long, run-on sentence yeah. Yeah. that yeah. goes on for a paragraph. Yeah.
0: So this one wasn't bad. I'm sure Paul's up there saying, oh, good, Costa likes, the, likes my reading. <laughs> Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. <laughs> I like
1: to believe that he's saying... Nobody cares about your opinion, Costa. <laughs> I
0: wouldn't blame him if he did.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so we have to remember too. We have to remember when, then, when we're reading Saint Paul. Just gonna give you a little bit of a background on Saint Paul. <clears throat> Paul, Paul was a Pharisee. Uh, uh, Paul was educated in uh, the in the Torah. Uh, he he had an abundance of knowledge of of the Hebrew scriptures uh, what we would understand to be the Pentateuch the first five um, books of the Bible for us <clears throat> and uh, also he had a Roman birthright and, and so not only was he skilled not only was he did he have a birthright of being a Roman I think I I I don't want to say this wrong. One of his parents was uh, Hebrew and one was Roman, I believe.
0: I, I think I think that's right. He had dual
1: He had dual, dual citizenship. Exactly, right. He did. Yeah. So don't don't uh Ricky, maybe we'll just cut that out.
0: Um, okay.
1: And we'll just we'll go to he had dual citizen citizenship Fine. Okay. from his family. Okay. How about that?
0: So hey, let's pause it a second. Hang on. Rick, can you cut out from 11 minutes, 13 seconds? Uh, Just slice that out and we're going to start again. Four, three, two,
1: one. So just a refresher, because I know we have talked about St. Paul in the past, but uh, just to kind of bring an awareness, St. Paul has dual citizenship. And so he was, he was, he had Roman, uh, a Roman birthright. Uh, he was Hebrew, so he was a Jew. He was a Pharisee, so he was educated and skilled in uh, Hebrew law and and in the scriptures, uh, particular, you know, especially the Pentateuch, the five uh, books of the uh, of the Bible uh, of what are we we consider the five books of the Bible: right. Gen- Genesis, Leviticus, Exodus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Uh, also, understanding that he was of you know Roman birthright. He understood Roman law. He was educated in Roman law as well, uh, and also had an education in Greek. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he is very talented, very intellectual. And so what we're getting here is not so much in St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians here that we just read. It's uh, not him uh, coming down and... and, uh, uh, correcting some of the actions of the Corinthians, rather, he's giving them right here at this moment a theological lesson.
0: Yeah, you know what? You were making me think when you were talking about the Torah. The I think the translation for Torah is law, but but law to be understood as guide, like the guide to yes. a happy life. And a, a Pharisee at the time would have been um, looking to enact the law. They would have almost been like Jewish. Police officers, religious police officers, for lack of a better word, right? They they kept the law. They made sure people um, weren't breaking the law. Very un-God-like, you know, mm-hmm. almost very judicial. And and Paul, after his conversion, seems to turn it around where he's getting the real idea of Torah, mm-hmm. you know, through <laughs> the life of Jesus. Ironically, right? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah.
1: yeah. And so we, when we come across him he, in this in this passage, he's he's speaking about you know he's bringing up. He's bouncing back and uh, back and forth between, and making the correlation between Adam, as the first man created, and Christ, in the order of the Spirit, is the first man. You know, in the order of the Spirit, and he's bouncing back and forth, and he is helping us and 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 the reader and his followers understand that what Adam did by by in sin. Uh, in in earthly you know in, 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 a, in the earthly capacity here and, and denouncing and turning his back on Yahweh in the garden in paradise is the exact opposite of what Christ did in his life uh, in in Jerusalem. and and we see what what Adam says no to in the invitation to what what the Father is asking of him. Christ says yes. And when Adam says, no, it opens up this chasm as we would both sin, death, uh, attendedness or, uh, concupiscence towards sin, uh, the desire to sin. And what we see is the restoration of that in the spirit in Christ, uh, especially, uh, on Good Friday and Easter Sunday <clears throat> at the, at the very end of the passage, you know, uh, you know, we see, as was the earthly one, so also are the earthly. And as is the heavenly one, so also are the heavenly. Just as we have borne the image of the earthly one, so shall also bear the image of the heavenly one.
0: Yeah, that's that's really beautiful. And it's, it's a reminder that, you know, it, and he's hearkening back to Genesis again there. You know Genesis right one or two, I forget which one. Um, one, I think, were made in God's image. Yes. You know, yeah. so he's he's you know he's going full circle with it,
1: while also to referring to uh, referring to we are the image of uh, you know we are made in the image of God. How it was destroyed in Adam yeah. as, as he refers to him as the earthly, where where because of sin we have this tendency not to transcendent transcendently look towards the heavens Mm -hmm. uh not saying yes uh not accepting the will of god not being obedient to to his will not wanting to particularly care about it turning our back on all of it and seeking a life of
0: selfishness of you know and and for one's one's own gain. and he's seeing it right there every day in corinth not not that Corinth was the only place that was happening, but no, he's seeing it he and he's so reality. concerned for those people. Yeah because,
1: yeah, because for Paul, Paul had this unbelievable gift to be able to see what was, to, to be able to perceive reality and what was going on in people's lives, but then he had the theology behind it. Yeah. He was understanding reality so deeply. Mm-hmm. And he's seeing the spiritual warfare play out, and the only remedy for the downfall of Adam in everything that we fight with when it comes to selfishness and, uh, and, and one's turning, turning one's back uh, on, on the law and, and the love of God. <clears throat> we see that the only, Paul says the only solution to that is Christ.
0: Mm-hmm. And introducing it to these people that would have, would have not known. And that's a cool concept for me to think about anyway, maybe just me, yeah, you know, for those of us that have grown up with it. Um, we, 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 you know understand he's the savior well we understand it we know it and we mm-hmm. grow deeper in our understanding of it but for when you had the geographical isolation mm-hmm. that you know these this is only this is around the year 50 55 yeah. So it's like 20 25 years after Jesus is dead right you know and and rose from the dead and they're 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 talking about this and putting it together
1: but we see this played out even now for somebody who might have heard about Christ but has uh, never had a true experience
0: for for people that are converting right mm-hmm. when absolutely you, when
1: you encounter somebody later on in life yeah who has lived the life according to their own will or what the world has told them would bring them happiness mm-hmm. and then they and then they have never found it and they're still searching yeah and then they come across the message of the gospel in its authenticity in mm-hmm. its truth in its beauty and its joy from uh from a fellow disciple of the lord yeah. they see the they see the power of the gospel they see the power of the spirit that paul is talking about lived out
0: we see it and we've seen it many times in in our ministry just with mm-hmm. kids yeah when they're exposed to, to the joy of christ maybe for the first time something that we may have brought them to that is um, has enlivened their hearts, um, and this is going to kind of segue us into a little bit of the of the gospel too. When when they see religion presented as something that's beautiful, something that's desirable, mm-hmm. something that they want to be involved in, and I, I'm using students because that's who we work with, but it to your point, it goes to anybody. Yeah. you know who sees like I want a little bit more of that. Yeah. Um, and it's a very it's a very I, I would almost say humbling thing when I've seen it with kids where it's like well people really live like this yeah, yeah <laughs> and <right>. they're happy
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah it really is very humbling like to be a part of that yeah and to you know it to- really is and and you know for
1: for a lot of the stuff that we encounter on a daily basis mm-hmm. in the spiritual warfare uh, to the, when you, when you have those moments yeah it it's it's worth it
0: it's <sighs> so worth it. I, I don't, in all seriousness. I'm not trying to compare you and I to Paul, but I, but I would say that that for any of us who are in this ministry, when you see someone, when you hear someone come talk to you, and we both get this a lot, where their lives are falling apart, or they're in a bad place because their parents' lives are falling apart, and y- y- you know the reason for it is yeah. Christ isn't there. Yeah, you know, and I feel like that's what Paul would be saying to the people of Corinth as well. Yeah. Like, I, I have the answer for you. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and and to be fair, that, that would be reflected in the laws. I'm sure there's many times you could have said that to me, and I could have said that to you, <laughs> you know, and on a particular day. It's like, right. you know, snap out of it. Christ is risen, you know? <laughs> so I'm saying all this. I'm saying all this, but it, understanding it, this is much easier said than done.
1: Oh, completely. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But but this sets the stage,
0: I believe, for the
1: gospel. Yeah, mm-hmm. because Paul is establishing the spiritual warfare that the Adam within us, the 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 sin and the corruption of our of our of our souls and and in our lives, of uh, the the sin that we allow to be crutches for us is always at war and waged yeah. against the Christ within us when we received baptism when we receive confirmation and whole and Holy Communion is there is a battle being waged within us. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's why he keeps referring back to Adam, back to Christ and the bat and they just keep opposing each other because Adam and because our Lord, because Paul sees that the only way to overcome the Adam within us is with the Lord.
0: Yep. The only way, the only way. Yeah. And we try to remedy it with different ways. You, uh, can you read the gospel? I will. But be- yeah. before you do, I, I would ask anybody listening: How do you pay attention as Father Dave's reading to how you are envisioning Christ saying it? Is he standing? Is he sitting? Is he yelling it out so people can be heard? What is his demeanor like? Is does he look angry? Does he look like somebody that is just going through the motions, saying this word? Whatever you th- think, and we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that and, and talk about it. But just, I, I would like you to try to picture what it would have been like it, it, as you as the hearer. Um, it would have been probably out, this is still a sermon on the plane? Yeah. It would probably would have been out, outdoors, um, yeah. maybe like a little bit of wind. You're probably standing um, on... Um, you know, some type of some type of grass. There's there's people all around you. Try to put yourself there, and then um, let's see where it goes. Sure,
1: and and also too, listen to this gospel with the context now of mm-hmm. the battle waged right. within the soul, mm-hmm. the the Adam and the Christ that we fight, that fights for us, fights within us. Jesus said to his disciples, To you who hear I say, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. To the person who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other one as well. And from the person who takes your cloak, do not withhold even your tunic. Give to everyone who asks of you, And from the one who takes what is yours, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. For if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. If you lend money to those to whom you expect repayment, What credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, and get back the same amount. But rather love your enemies and do good to them, and lend expecting nothing back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High. For he himself is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Stop judging, and you will not be judged. Stop condemning, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and the gifts will be given to you. A good measure, packed together, shaken down, and overflowing, will be poured into your lap. For the me- for the measure with which you measure, will in return be measured out to you.
0: Yeah, it's it's. I'd say it's beautiful, but that really doesn't do it justice. No, yeah, certainly no words. the um, The demeanor with which we hear this, I, I think, has a lot to do with it. If if you were to take these words and put them in the mouth of someone who is angry, someone who's yelling, I think it it changes the meaning a lot, or it maybe doesn't change it, but it certainly influences it. When you put them and you hear them through the mouth of your Creator, someone that loves you um, unconditionally, it changes the whole context of it, where it doesn't become something that we're afraid of, something that if we—I'll um, I'll use this example—stop stop judging and you will not be judged. Um, I, I think it's easy to hear that, and it's not necessarily um, uh, unusual to say, well, you're you're going to be judged by God. I think when we hear it from the mouth of, of knowing of someone who loves us, there's, there's a deeper meaning to it. Um, a lot of times our worst critics are ourselves. A lot of times, I'm going to use this example just in particular, we could probably go through even more. Um, if I'm going to stop judging others, ultimately it also means I'm going to stop judging myself. Um, a lot of times we will we will judge ourselves based on how we judge others, and we become our own worst enemies. You put that into this context, um, it 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 really is makes it even more more life giving. giving. I don't think uh, some do. I guess I'm trying to think. Do we think of Jesus often as, as fire and brimstone? Certainly not in the culture that we're in here. Uh, I think I think other religions might um but it it doesn't definitely not in the
1: tone in this gospel
0: no 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 definitely not but but I think when we when we hear it as these you know, I was referring to the Torah a few minutes ago as as a guide. I, I think that's what this is as well. It's a guide mm-hmm. to living happy because ultimately we're gonna be easier on ourselves. Yeah. And then and, and it becomes a cyclical thing when we're easier on ourselves, then we're easier on others. When we're easier on others, we're more easy on ourselves. And and I mean that in the best sense. I'm not talking about taking license, doing what we want, um, not at all. But as far as the the negatives that we project on ourselves, the way we judge each other, comp- judge ourselves compared to how we judge others, um, th- this this can be such such a remedy for that.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, and and if I, if I could just <clears throat> make a couple of points here to what uh, our Lord is referring to here, and take it back to that spiritual warfare that's happening mm-hmm. in in the explanation theologically from Paul in the very beginning. <clears throat> Our Lord says, love your enemies. And, and this was completely a revolutionary commandment Yeah, because in, in first century Judaism to follow the law, uh, and, and to love in, in, in the old Testament was to just love the people of mm-hmm. Israel. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a revolutionary concept that he's saying, I want, not only want you to go beyond the Israelites your own people, and love the Gentiles. I want you to love your enemies as well. Mm-hmm. So Jesus now broadens the expectation of love, uh, and and how we're to act towards all of humanity. Um, and then also too, uh, we we hear him like talking about, you know, if somebody takes your cloak, mm-hmm. to then also uh, like he's asking us not to retaliate right away. But we we as Christians, as followers are called to discipline ourselves not to react
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right away when somebody wrongs us.
0: It goes back to the meek thing you were talking about last week. Last week. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, then we, then we hear a little bit of what the quote unquote golden rule is all about. Right. You know, do so to them. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, it's the, it's the journey between uh, like deciphering, uh, distinguishing virtue, and vice. Mm-hmm. Um, and isn't that everything that Paul is talking about? You know, the atom is where we where we encounter the vices that we, we take on in, as habits. Yep. <laughs> Whereas living in the spirit of Christ, uh, it, we're called to then live by virtue. And the only way to overcome those vices is is not only to follow Christ, but then it's to adopt the habit of virtue.
0: The Adam thing could be so confusing too, because Adam makes more sense in in the world we live in. So if we're going to fall upon that, which is so easy to do, and that's all what concupiscence is, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's so so easy to follow that. I was leaving when I was working on... um, my theology masters years and years ago, and mm-hmm. we were leaving. And I was this uh, guy I got to know through our studies together. And we would, you know, leave and get in our cars and kind of reflect on something that was said. And we were talking about this loving others like you love your neighbor, um, uh, loving lo- loving our neighbor like we love ourselves. Excuse me. <laughs> and he um, he kind of said it to be funny, but there's a lot of truth to it. He said, "Loving your neighbor is great, except when it means the jerk that lives next door to you." <laughs> And there was such wisdom in that comment, because we can talk in, about this in a fluffy way, how we need to love everybody, mm. but unless it becomes practical and concrete, it, unless it starts with the people in our house, yeah, never mind the people next door, it was the people right. in our house, Yeah, it it makes no sense. Right. You know, and then we're just kind of going through the motions. And it's like the people, I'm, you probably see them more than I do, the people that go to church every Sunday and look miserable. It's like... <laughs> Now there might be something going on in their lives, sure. but some it just they're just miserable people, <laughs> kind of going through the motions. I don't think it's a majority or anything, but you know. But I'm called to love them too. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> don't want to. If if
1: I could just kind of derail, because like, is there ever a moment where I'm not derailing? There's always there's always got to be at least one
0: for those of you who don't work with Father Dave. These podcasts are the more the the, the longer these are the longest conversations we have that aren't either interrupted or you going off in some other direction. (laughs) This is not normal, just so you know.
1: But just as an aside here, to loving others the way we love Mm ourselves, I just want to make just a very quick point: living in a culture here. Uh, where uh, there has become like there is this overwhelming sense of self hatred, you oh, know, and, tremendous. and disgust of self, yeah, and whether that leads to self harm or just a negative outlook on on oneself, mm-hmm. like allow yourself to. Be with our Lord, to, to spend time with him, to seek out a priest and guidance. Uh, I would even say to a, a good therapist or mentor and allow yourself to first be loved and know that you're loved and lovable mm-hmm. so that knowing how much you're appreciated and loved by the Lord, you can then look at, look at your neighbor. Absolutely. You know, for those of you who struggle with self-love, uh, to be able to then, you know, love yourself, that's a, that's a, I, know it's, I know for some people, that's a big first step.
0: And, and, and it comes with, you know, eventually so much courage to be able to, to move forward and act in love. And, and we're reminded of that in, in the first reading where we see um, David, who would, would be king. This is um, a few hundred years before Jesus is born. But but David, who is being persecuted by King Saul, and like for silly stuff, yeah, just because he was popular, he was popular. That's was all loved. it was.
1: He was beloved by the people. Yeah, David swore allegiance to Saul. Oh my gosh, loved
0: him. He was friends with Saul's son Jonathan. Oh, they were like best friends. But Saul was unhinged and became yeah, oh so so jealous. Yeah, and you know sometimes there's a you know, you, you go through the Old Testament. There's some pretty dark stuff in there. This isn't. Dark as far as what David would have done. David gets dark later on his own with <laughs> some of the stuff he does. But oh, David. <laughs> but, I mean, do you remember the, the part where um, they're marching into battle? And they're marching uh, back in from battle, and the people are chanting Saul's name, and, you know, Saul killed thousands. And then David comes, and they start chanting, well, David has killed tens of tens thousands. Tens of thousands. And Saul gets all
1: pissed off. <laughs> hey, I mean, there's a good portion of 1 Samuel— when you read it in the story of David's life, yeah. like after a while, David spends more of that book running, <laughs> yes, <laughs> running from Saul. Yeah. Like he's going to kill him. Yeah. He sends out whole armies to kill him.
0: And and, and this particular reading, and, and we're going to try to tie it into in a First little Samuel. bit of, yeah. of, of the gospel here from 1 Samuel, is when, when David has the perfect opportunity, he has oh. the, the, the moment where he could take Saul's life he he Saul is sleeping he was up to him you wonder about the security that Saul had but never mind <laughs> he 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 grabs his sword and he could have killed him and 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 theoretically he would have been justified because Saul you know is for self-defense Saul was trying to kill him
1: Every, eye for an eye yep everybody in Israel wouldn't would have
0: celebrated celebrated oh yeah he would, would have, have been a hero and and he didn't you know he took he the sword his enemy yep and and i think that's be- and this t- what i'm trying to do i might be a little doing it a little clunkily but if um we we have that relationship we we have that that courage that comes from from loving ourselves you could do what david did and walk away with the sword you know he takes the sword but he lets Saul live another day and I, and i think that's uh, that is that is a
1: foreshadowing of what our lord is saying in this gospel mm-hmm. when he speaks about being merciful, mm-hmm. like right. our heavenly Father, yeah. And David, who had justification, mm-hmm. but would not do it yep. because he was the Lord's, and his Saul was the Lord's anointed, yeah. he showed mercy that day, mm-hmm. um, even when uh, he could have he could have justified it not to do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you know, later on, God shows a lot of mercy to him when I when know. he really messes up his exactly. life and the lives of others too.
1: And that's why I love how David is. Deemed a man after yeah. God's
0: own heart. You know what? It's also a foreshadowing, Father Dave. What? Spider Man?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. I and this guy's. I am not bringing this up this time. This I is did it him. on my own. Yes. I'm a convert. Might have been the greatest movie of 2020.
0: It was one. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. But and I, you know, it's funny. I didn't mean to bring this up on the Spider Man podcast. I um, um. But we but we have here Spider Man who is trying to <laughs> redeem the bad guys. See, I don't know enough about Marvel to even know what the names of the bad guys are. I just know they're bad. <laughs> but, but, but Spider Man could have had them killed, but he tried to he redeem did. them.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. See? There was mercy.
0: Mm-hmm. The world has come full circle. It's are a perfect you, bow.
1: Uh, can I? Can I specifically say that? Uh, send that to the bishop. Can I write that in an email <laughs> that you you have equated Spider Man to King David? King David and Jesus Christ? Not oh, sure what that. I'm go for it. <laughs> But if I could, if we could, if we could uh, just kind of wrap up uh, this uh, particular section here and just bring it back to in the gospel and hearken it back to that first letter to the Corinthians in, in that, uh, in chapter six there, in that gospel passage, when Jesus says, uh, you will be sons of the most high for doing, for doing his will, it is. Jesus is is saying that, like you know, just as parents produce, you know, character traits in their children, you know, that will bear their image in the flesh. When you and I live, uh, the the love of the Father, you know, we are now becoming an image spiritually of our heavenly Father, in the exact same way that we were called to do and be back in the book of genesis before the fall when everything was perfect
0: we were meant to be like him in all things and the only way going back to that
1: that that's possible for you and i to reclaim what it is to be an image of of the father and and an image of jesus christ is if that relationship with jesus christ is first and foremost a part of our life Mm -hmm. because otherwise Vice will take over in our life, virtue will not, if if we do not have that relationship with Christ, then corruption starts to seep into our heart and our soul. And we start to we start to allow the corruption of sin to defile our heart. And that becomes the thing that comes out of us. Yep. And as Jesus says, you will you will be known by your fruit, mm-hmm. then what comes out of us will be that corruption. But if Christ it becomes the center of our lives, then we know that the that the Christ that lives within us, when we receive in Holy Communion, go into uh, confession, receiving the sacraments and and being a part of an engaged prayer life, you know, uh, and reading scriptures, uh, then we're allowing Christ to take hold of our heart, and what will flow from there
0: is the gospel. Mm-hmm well summed up well and thank you for that so, we so wish- wait hold on yeah
1: we need to know now now i mean like is there is there some kind of like are you treating me to breakfast if if my
0: prediction oh sure is that. closer than yours sure yeah and then same. yeah that's a good we'll put we'll put a breakfast on we'll it. put a breakfast on yeah it. okay so
1: we are betting but yeah
0: you know i don't I'll know how we measure if it's closer but let's see how the game turns out <laughs> <laughs> all right guys be well take care